Hello, mortals. We are your Valkyries. Miss Darby. And Miss Charlie. And we are two baby window lickers aspiring to be full fetish queens. Just like you, you nasty girl. We will be discussing our experiences and opinions on sex work, art, and the erotic taboo counterculture we just can't stop talking about. We are currently recording and transmitting this episode from our opulent spaceship of fiendish fun. Welcome to the Babes of Valhalla. Content may not be suitable if you are underaged, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. So today we are going to be doing our first fetish episode. Well, our first combined episode where we talk about our personal fetishes, the ones we've encountered in the workplace, our goals and aspirations for the future, and where we draw the line. How far is too far for these space babes? And as you can imagine, there's going to be a lot of crossovers with our other episodes. So this is just a toe into a deep, sticky pool of thoughts, desires, and dirty dreams. (laughs) All right, so just for a start, for all you fetish virgins, Wikipedia defines a fetish as a form of sexual desire in which gratification is linked to a normal degree to a particular object, item of clothing, or part of the body, etc. So you might be asking, why the fuck are we obsessed with this? And the answer is because you're at home masturbating to the thought of your childhood babysitter eating a sandwich. Or you know someone who is. And we love every strange fever dream, whether we understand it or not. And whether it's from an early childhood memory that first sparked that tingle of sexuality or some strange thing you've discovered as an adult, we all have something from loving knee-high socks to obsessing over tentacle porn. And me and Miss Charlie desperately wish we were in that room with you while you're jerking off to someone eating a sandwich. And that always is, you just know we want to be there with you. So the point is, is that everybody has their thing. And our thing is wanting to know about everybody else's thing. So we're going to start out with some fetishes that have come up in our own work. Indeed. All right. So first off, probably one we've all come in, co- in contact with in one way or another is the easiest It is the foot fetish. Foot fetishism, fun fact, also known as podophilia, is an extreme sexual obsession with feet. It is most common form of sexual fetishism for otherwise non-sexual body parts or objects. All right. So the only, um, I have like a few examples, I guess, like one, like working in the club. I think a lot of girls have had this experience of like the guy who wants you to put your feet on his face or in his mouth um and I just I mean I don't know all about it I don't necessarily get sexually aroused by foot fetishes but to be honest anyone who wants to give me a foot rub I am 100% a-okay um I did actually date somebody for about two years that did have a foot fetish and that was definitely interesting because I've never, like, done any foot fetish work, like, with a person's penis, <laughs> uh, <laughs> ever. Like, I've done, like, foot in the mouth, foot rub, foot on the crotch, like, under, over the pants, but I've never done, like, a foot job, and, um... Do you think that'd be hard? 
No, I did. I did it. I did a foot oh, job. Oh, you did? Oh, I thought yeah. you said you hadn't. No, I haven't. Oh. I hadn't until this point. Oh, 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 yes. Please tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> we were uh, living in an apartment while he was like traveling for work. And I, you know, we'd always done the like, you know, he rubs my feet. He gets whatever. We have sex. Okay. Well, but we'd never like done anything beyond that. I'm a creep and I also am a thorough researcher. So I had been researching how to give a foot job on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, like I could, I could do this. Like this seems, this seems good. So I asked him if he'd be interested and he was just like, yeah, I really want you to do that. So he like laid down on the floor and I like sat on a chair because it was like the most comfortable and then we just kind of, you know, I don't remember if we use like lotion or lube, but something kind of slippery. And I just, yeah, just gave him like a, a foot job and it was TMI, but like my feet are small. His dick was pretty big. It's not going to fit between <laughs> my toes. So it was like the two handed method. Uh, yeah. two, I'm not two handed. I'm sorry. Two footed method. You were like a chimpanzee on his penis. <laughs> I was like a chimpanzee on his penis. And it was very interesting. <laughs> Uh, but I would say of all the like fetishes I've experienced, like foot fetishes seem to just be the easiest and also the most enjoyable if you're not into it. Cause it usually, yeah, yeah, it involves a foot rub. There's like no setup or breakdown. It's like, it just seems at least pretty like clean. You know, I'll walk into a gas station bathroom without shoes on. So to be honest, I really could give a fuck about what you do with my feet. Like, and you can read a book. No matter what's happening to your feet, you could read, you could watch TV. It, it's, yeah, it's the furthest part away from like your central processing station. Sensation-wise, your hands are so much more sensitive than your feet as mm-hmm. well. That's totally true. So if you're like, oh, I really hate the feeling of I don't know come in my hands your feet are not going to be as as sensitive easier to just kind of sure whatever yeah I agree do it on my feet and in my experience I could wear sweatpants so (laughs) right right I feel like it'd be difficult to get the pressure right I don't know and like it's kind of like a leg workout I mean, I guess, I guess that's true, but I don't know if I just thought it was difficult. I mean, like, I guess the foot job thing was harder than, was harder than, like, just letting him rub my feet, obviously, because <laughs> I wasn't right. doing anything. But I did feel like the same way that your hand gets tired, like, giving somebody a hand job, mm-hmm. it was, like, the same thing. It was, like, after a certain mm-hmm. point, my feet were, like, all right, I'm kind yeah. of tired now. But I didn't feel yeah. like it was extremely excruciating but I also feel like the difference is that it's of your feet like that's what turns them on is that your feet are touching their their penis versus right your hand is like simulating a vagina mm. does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah 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 when my partner is touching me I'm not turned on the fact that it's his hands yeah it's nice that it's him but I'm not like oh your hands Yes, but if you were super into oranges and he was touching you with an orange, you'd yeah, be like, then I'm I'd into like, that orange. I want that peel up on in this. Yeah, exactly. That citrus has got it coming. <laughs> <laughs> and we digress. <laughs> uh, well, 
<laughs> Shall we move on? Yes. So the next one, uh, which I just find hilarious, is the belly button fetish. Ooh, belly button fetish, also known as alvinophilia, is uh, when an individual is attracted to a human's navel. Uh, fun fact, in 2012, it was the second most popular fetish search on Google. I think it's super interesting because um, I just don't, I've only had one experience with a belly button fetish and that was when I was doing a lap dance and this guy was, um, are you okay if I finger your belly button? And I was like, that's fine. And then he was like licking his fingers, basically just poking my belly button like furiously. And he just, you know, wanted to talk about how tight it was and small it was and and I just was like I mean to be I'm not I'm not trying to be a dick but to be honest to be honest the entire time I was trying not to laugh because he was so into it and it was like kind of cute but it also was something that I was not into so it just felt like somebody was just poking the shit out of me in the tummy which I guess is exactly what they were doing (laughs) and then he was oh you know you should finger your belly button and I was like yeah swirling my own I mean it was just like it was strange it was funny because the next day I woke up and I'd kind of forgotten about it because it had happened earlier in the night and I woke up after work the next day and I was like oh my god my tummy is so sore like my belly button is just really sore that's so weird why and then it all came like flooding back to me and all day long every time I would notice my belly button was sore I just started laughing because I'm at work in my regular day job and people are talking to me and whatever and just like my little tummy is like a little bruised and I'm just laughing like because no nobody else knows and it's just like it's just so funny to me because how many people get to say that I don't know (laughs) not not many (laughs) no I did also do like um some fetish videos when I was living in Florida and we did do some belly button fetish work uh girl on girl and it it was okay I just Personally, I was not super into sticking my tongue into somebody's belly button. Like, we, I mean, we washed and cleaned and everything. Uh, it was like a very clean operation, but it still was strange. And I think it's just weird how the belly button just became like a, like a, like a synonym for a vagina because everyone talked about it in the same way. But it's like, I can't get, I can't get to one place, but I can get to the other. It's just so funny. I think that's one thing that we enjoy, which is probably the same reason why you laugh. It's so enjoyable to see somebody into something that you don't find sexual, mm-hmm. but they're like so into it. And mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, all I see, if somebody was playing with the little flap of my armpit <laughs> and they're just so like, oh my God, I would also find it funny, but I would be loving every second of it because it's just do I get why this is the thing? No, but the fact this is your ultimate is amazing. Yeah, no, I agree. I, def- I definitely 100% agree. Ah. Um, all right, so the next one we have is a pregnancy fetishism. All right, so pregnancy fetishism is also known as maceophilia or maceophoria and is where pregnancy is seen by an individual or a culture as an erotic phenomenon. It involves sexual attraction to women who are pregnant or appear pregnant, attraction to lactation, or the attraction to particular stages of pregnancy, such as impregnation or childbirth. All right, so 
The only store I have is a half hour lap dance with a guy in Florida. I'll give you the short version. He was totally normal. Not that this is abnormal necessarily, but totally like low key, seeing pretty like average Joe while we're out talking. He's like, let's go do a half hour. All right, let's go. The minute we step behind that curtain, he's talking about how he's going to get me super pregnant. <laughs> it ended literally the last 15 minutes. And like at this particular club, like the lap, the champagne courts were in booths that were all the way around the main club floor and the club was relatively small. So it's not like a super private area. He's screaming at the top of his lungs. I am going to get oh you God. so pregnant. <laughs> and I was just like laughing the whole time, like out loud because I totally didn't expect it. And it just, I mean, it was hilarious. And it was like, again, it was like this thing where I was like, he was just in it to win it. And I just thought it was, <laughs> I just, I, I felt like I was watching myself in this experience. So I was just like, yeah, you're going to get me super pregnant. And he is just like, and that was literally all like some variety, some version of that was repeated for the whole entire time. So as we leave though, the minute that the dance is over, he's like, thank you so much. That was great. Hugs me walks out, finishes his drink. I walk out behind him and I am like, my hair is messed up. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what happened. It was like a tornado that just like stopped abruptly. I walk out. The bouncers that were standing by the door, like by the curtain area, were just trying not to laugh so hard. And they were just like, so? I was like, yeah, I'm super pregnant. Like, <laughs> that's what we got there. And I just, it was hilarious. It was great. The guy left and I did find out, um, it clicked for me later, but he had mentioned earlier in the night how he was, like, having his first baby. His wife was pregnant. Mm. She was, like, about to have the baby. She was, like, eight months along. And I thought that was really interesting because I did wonder, was this, like, something he was super into because of his current situation? Or was mm. it something he has always been into? And, of course, I did not have the wherewithal or, like, did, I didn't necessarily feel like I could ask him that, but... Because he obviously didn't want to talk about it outside of the environment of the lap dance. Because we did right. not, there was no intro to that before and no discussion of it after. It was almost like it never happened. It, That's interesting. I feel like a, a lot of guys that go into um, lap dances are like that though. Like where they have their their outside the, the lap dance room versus inside the lap dance room persona. And they like switch it on and off like the second they come into like that room they turn into like whatever they want to get out of that moment and then the second they leave they like act like that never existed that's true yeah i would agree with you i would definitely agree and it it makes sense if there's like a, a specific thing he's like trying to get out of that 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 encounter with you and he's just like i don't want to talk about it i just want to do it and i want it you know i know but i want to, to talk about it leave. so bad i know <laughs> I like I've known people who have pregnancy fetishes, like men who've had pregnancy fetishes like for they, like getting they no, want like getting to be somebody pregnant? else. No, I had I don't know any men. There's probably men who wish they could get pregnant, but I've known men who are like oh, I just love the idea of either like getting somebody pregnant or like having sex with a pregnant woman. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because when, when I think about being pregnant, I think about how that must be gross to like have sex <laughs> while being pregnant. And I know, and I know, and I'm sorry for everyone who wants to be pregnant, is pregnant, 
uh, has been pregnant. I don't, there's no offense. Like I'm not, it's just me personally. I just feel yeah. like it would just feel so weird. Like just so strange. And I, and I don't know what that would feel like. Cause I've never been in that situation, but I feel like, and I don't know what a man feels like, obviously, cause I'm not a man, but I like in my own head, I think, wow, like that's just, that just would be weird. Like, super weird sex worker named Maxine Halloway. Mm. She does a lot of like, I love her. um, yeah, I love her too. A lot of activism, a lot of speaking out for, like for the sex worker community and just about consent in general. And she continued working while she was pregnant all the way up to the end. That's so crazy. And she was touring through like different states and doing all different types of scenes and she was like into like the whole experience she just marketed herself differently instead of like her normal clients who maybe wanted something else she kind of geared it towards people who were really into the fact that she was pregnant which i i commend her on that because that seems like your body is going through a lot and like just keeping up with all the changes would be difficult enough your body is going through a lot and like just keeping up with all the changes would be difficult enough like yeah, let alone so, working, like actively yeah. working. Like, yeah. And like Which sex is, work is so different. With than your just, body. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so shout out to Maxine Holloway because she is awesome. Yeah, she is awesome. Um, all right, moving on to our next one is the panty fetish. Panty fetish. Fun fact. Underwear fetishism is a sexual fetish related to undergarments. <laughs> <laughs> And refers to the preoccupation with the sexual excitement of certain types of underwear, including panties, stockings, pantyhose, bras, and other items. Some people can experience sexual excitement from wearing, while others get excited when observing, handling, or smelling the underwear worn by another, or watching somebody put on the underwear or take them off. Some may steal used underwear to get the satisfaction. That's where you get terms like panty sniffers <laughs> that reminds me of the um the notorious panties you can buy in like the japanese um coin machines that they uh, have yes and yes. they'll have hentai girls on them and they're like dirty panties <laughs> oh i can't wait for that to hit america yeah please oh uh, yeah right i feel like Dirty underwear is the funniest fetish because what what girl doesn't want to just sell a pair of old used underwear for money? Maybe a lot, but I definitely would like to sell all my old underwear for money. Yeah, panty sniffers be free. Like, just, like, let them, let them sniff whatever panties they want. Like, why do we care? <laughs> I mean, it's probably, like, an FDA thing. Like, the government's like, we can't monitor it. It's germs. Yeah. But, oh, you mean like if we got our own vending machines? Panty machines? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like because it's like, I mean, I think people could, like, I know you can sell them online, but it, mm -hmm. it I think it, it gets tricky. Yeah, I've um, definitely because seen I, that a lot. Yeah. And you get to be careful. I guess because it's like bodily fluids. Right. That the, the, the whatever the government wants in. Um, okay, but, Charlie, you have a good underwear story. Oh, I mean, I just, I had this one guy who would come in, and every once in a while, he would ask for a pair of my underwear, and uh, 
yeah, he always wanted me to like wear them all night and then give them to him at the end of the night. And usually we had like a lap dance beforehand where I like wore the underwear Mm. and then he would pay me for them at the end of the night and I'd take them off and Um. give it and he would come back for more later. (laughs) How much would you charge him? Oh, I guess I think I probably undercharged him. But I charged him like 50 bucks. Oh, that's not too bad. No, it's not too bad. But everybody was always like, you could charge more. And I was like, yeah, I guess. But I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I just I didn't. (laughs) I know. And I think the hard part about panties is sometimes like the ones that they want are like the ones you really like. Yeah, how can you put a price on those? I really like these ones. Look, not every thong is the same. Not every pair yeah. of panties is the same. You can even buy six of the same whatever, and there will be a couple pairs that just for some reason are just better. Yeah, yeah. And those are the and ones I they definitely... want every time. <laughs> yeah, because they see how good they look on you, and they're like, I want those ones. Mm-hmm. You're like, damn it, I really like this pair. But I, I think books. that's probably the most, you know, panty-sniffing experience, except for just like... I feel like in general, when you're giving lap dances anytime, your 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 vagina or thong is like near a guy's face. There's so many times they like try to sniff it. Yeah, I think panty sniffers, it's more like, I don't know. I feel like guys are always trying to smell your vagina. They are. It's really weird. <laughs> I don't know. It was funny. I had a guy tell me the day he was like, because we were talking about like uh we're talking about casual sex, and I basically said, like, that I am a little bit of a prude in that sense where I'm not, like, super comfortable with casual sex, and I was like, you know, if I'm gonna have sex with somebody, like, I feel like they need to be, like, tested because I'm, like, not, I'm, like, paranoid. I don't know. I just am, and he was like, nope. He's like, I go by one rule. If it looks good and it smells good, eat it. Oh, my gosh. And I, and I was like, cool. Nope. <laughs> Nope, not for me. But I think that, like, a lot of guys, though, like, they're, like, very visual and the smell. I don't know. I mean, tell us if we're wrong. But I have not heard a conversation with a bunch of chicks being like, oh, and his dick smelled so good. (laughs) Like, no, I, I like no girls that think that they're sexy, but I've never heard that conversation before. No, no. And we put up with, like, a lot of weird dicks. Where we're like, it looks it looks weird, but it works. Like, it's all good, but it's, like, a bit strange. No one's saying, it smells good, it looks good, I'm gonna suck on it. We're just like, it's a dick, and I would like to get to the part where it's inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's different. And maybe it's because, like, vaginas are, like, inside, and there's, like, that, like, attraction to, like, them yeah. being wet and everyone's favorite word you know Mm. moist and with dicks it's not the same way it's all about them being like no hard right and it's not about that element as much it's like there is a definitely a smell but i don't think that that is like one of like the elements that is invoked when you think about it right where i feel like that is very much like tied in to like the element you know Mm -hmm. of a woman that's like sensual yeah, and, and your dick should smell like skin. If it doesn't smell just like skin, then there's something wrong with, with you and you should take a shower. Just want to throw that out there. 
Like yeast. <laughs> like if it smells like yeast or it smells like the yeah. back of your ear. Uh <laughs> that's uh that's that's bacteria, homie. You're so funny. So wash your dick. How can they smell the back of their ear? If you like don't wash your ears and you like scratch back of your ear and you smell Mm, it you smell your hand yeah it has that like it has that like weird like um like dead skin like bacteria smell Mm -hmm. if you've ever had gauges like it's that same smell oh yeah 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 it's like and dudes like don't i'm trying to generalize but women i think in general are more concerned about what our pussies smell like then men are concerned with their dick smell like. And then men are confused why we don't want to put their dick in our mouth. And it's like, well, because it smells like bacteria. <laughs> and I don't feel like having a sore throat tomorrow. So take a shower. A good shower. Have you ever had anyone purchase a pair of your dirty panties, Miss Darby? Um, no, I have not. I don't think so. Not that I can remember. I've definitely, I have one up on you. You do. You have one up on me. I have definitely tried to start a panty empire with a house mom that oh. I worked at in Florida. But I would love that. I know. But I ended up moving and didn't go anywhere. Who doesn't want a panty empire? Right. Who knows? Yeah. Weirdos. I want one. Yeah, I want. I would love to just sit at home and wear panties and then make money. <laughs> yeah, we could do panties by the babes. Yeah. Babes panties. Space babe panties. Panties from outer space. With a kiss. <laughs> Intergalactic panties. Yes. And then we can both wear lipstick and kiss them. I love it. Well. And we can wear the same yeah. pair of panties. Like not, I mean, obviously like not the same pair, but like the same two pairs of the same panty. <laughs> we'll just switch back and forth one pair of panties and be like, we've both been in these ones. I mean, for the right price, hey, I love you. So... <laughs> So most recently, one that I had not heard of before was I was asked if I ever wanted to do a Nuru massage for a client. Um, This is someone who just comes Mm. to the club. I had no Mm -hmm. idea what it was. He kind of explained it to me, um, and I had to politely decline, but why don't you, Miss Charlie, tell them what a Nuru massage is? So I actually also found out about this separately recently, which is funny, but Nuru is a Japanese erotic massage technique um, where one or more Nuru massagers rub their bodies against the client and they are naked and they are covered with this stuff that's called Nuru, which is like an odorless, colorless massage oil that's like super slippery and it's made from seaweed. Nuru just comes from the Japanese word that relates to slippery and smooth and it's supposed to just be like this really strange slidey squishy experience and it's supposed to end in um someone coming squishes (laughs) squishy things (laughs) yeah and when he asked me to do it and he was explaining it i was like that sounds like a lot of work it was too slippery for me i had to i had to pass on that one so the last one that we're talking about uh, is a cum fetish. Your favorite. My favorite, yeah. Cum fetishism actually falls under the larger umbrella of salarophilia, 
which is a sexual fetish involving erotic pleasure from soiling or disheveling the objects of one's desire, usually an attractive person. It may involve tearing or damaging their clothes, covering them in mud or filth, or messing up their hair or makeup, which is funny because I imagine someone just like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> does not involve harming or injuring the subject, only their appearance. It relates to wet and messy, bukkake, cum shots, gokun, which is drinking semen of somebody else, facials, omorashi, which is preventing urination, mysophilia, which is fetishism of using someone's underwear, orolagnia, urinating on someone, salarophilia also extended to other areas such as forcing the partner to wear torn or poorly fitting clothes and other actions which may render them unattractive. That was a mouthful. Yeah. I feel like the main thing, though, is, like, it's kind of about, like, humiliation. Um, okay. So, I dated another person, a different person than the foot fetish person, who was super into uh, cum fetish, and it was my first and only experience with this. And he kind of, like, would kind of be bring it up, like, well, you know, you should let me come on your face, you should let me come on your face. And I was really young, and he was a lot older than me, and I was just like, all right, sure, I guess. I wasn't into it, but I was like, okay, I'm going to just, like, take one for the team. But then it ended up being really funny because he'd be like, you know, it's like coming to the end of the experience or whatever, of the session, and he'd be like, tell me how bad you want me to come on your face. And I'd be like, yeah, come on my face so bad. And then he'd like go to do it. And I would like cover my face with my hands because I didn't really (laughs) want it. And he'd be like, move your hands, move your hands. And I'd be like, don't get it in my eyes. Like it was so, it's like so comical because it was like super uncomfortable. Like after the first couple times that we did it, I was like, that feels horrible. Like now I'm just laying there in bed with my eyes closed waiting for you to get a, like, a paper towel or, like, a washcloth or something. And it just, it was, like, just not my thing. And then the... Does it burn? Does it burn your eyes? Well, I mean, you don't want it to get in your eyes because it feels, it feels... Okay, now, this is my, this is my experience. Everybody's experience is different. And if you're into it, like, I 100% fully support you. And I'm down to try anything at least twice, okay? But... If it would creep into my eye, because he was really all about the, you know, the eyeball thing. And I just was like, no, I'm not going to look at you, because you're just going to right in the right in the eyeball. But if it got into my eye, my eye would be, like, sore. Oh. Which sucks. So, like, then, so then, like, I started covering up my hands, and it was, it was fun. To me, it was funny. So then, like, and Yeah, he, to him, you're ruining his Yeah. <laughs> but it was, like, a reaction. Like, I don't want that on my face and i have sensitive skin like (laughs) like, it's not true that it's good for you anyways um so then like this the cherry on the cake of this relationship was that one time he went out of town Mm -hmm. and we had like i know this story yes i know you you do you're like the only person i've told i think other than than right now i'm telling everyone um Is, like, okay, so he was going out of town, and we had, like, a very, like, kind of subdominant relationship, which, um, like, I was very much into, but he was, like, oh, I left you, like, a present, and 
I said, oh, like, what is it? He's like, oh, go to the freezer. So I go to the freezer and he had masturbated into a plastic cup, like a small, like basically a, a child's plastic, colorful, like tiny cup. And, mm-hmm. um, it was frozen in the freezer and he's like, I want mm. you to like defrost it. And then I want you to like send me a video of you like drinking it. And, uh, and mm-hmm. I, <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to, like, make him happy, but I also was like, there's no fucking way I'm fucking doing that. That's not happening. So I just, like, rinsed it out in the sink, like, you know, melted it, cleaned the cup out, put, like, a little bit of water in there, because he's dummy. It was, like, a opaque cup, okay? And it wasn't about the actual act. It was about him thinking that I did it, right? So I sent him, like, a video of me, like, drinking a teeny bit of water out of this, like, uh, I don't know, I think it was, like, green, like, this, like, lime green cup. And he was just like, oh, my God, that was so hot, like, blah, blah, blah. And uh, pretty much after that, I kind of put, like, the kibosh on the the cum thing. Because it was just getting to be too much. And and I just was like, you know, I can't, because he started, it started being like, oh, you're going to go to work, like, you know... You, you need, like, a, a little snack. And I'm like, that's not what I want. I don't, I don't need that kind of snack. You're like, I would like some pistachios. Some goldfish. But I don't need that. Yeah, it was, like, a whole a thing. Reasons. No, yeah. And, and I'm like, yeah. I'm all about doing what you're into. but And I'm all about taking one for the team, too. Because sometimes, like, if somebody's really into something and you can, like... And it's like, for me, I'm a people pleaser, so... If it's something that makes me a little uncomfortable for, like, the moment or, like, it's not my favorite thing, I will do it because it makes them super happy. And that, I mean, whether or not that's healthy is debatable. But it got to a point where it was, like, I am constantly doing things that I am just not into. And the, the payout of making him happy was just not enough. based on the first half of our episode the role of the fetish is a deep dark wet hole and if it exists in the world someone has probably tried to have sex with it absolutely (laughs) but um (laughs) i thought we could uh talk about some of our personal things that we like or want to explore more so i guess uh i can start off then Mm-hmm. Am I starting or are you starting? No, you I'll start. start. Okay. Okay. So I think a big one for both of us is voyeurism, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of, I think, one of the big leading things. A lot of like our other fetishes is voyeurism. And I would love to continue to explore that one because I feel like it's going to be one of those things that is endlessly interesting, you know, looking at other people, observing other people, and just, like, being the little creepy fly on the wall or person in the closet just staring at you while you're doing whatever crazy weird things you like to do in your, uh, you know, alone time. Um, yeah, I feel like the dream would be to be on a high, like, a high setting, like, a balcony setting or, like, something that's, like, above 
like a gigantic orgy, just like a great cocktail, mm. you and me, mm. just like watching oh, yeah. a bunch of people just be super strange, or like you said, like through a peephole. Because like I don't yes. want to be, I don't want to be involved really at all. I right. just want to watch someone like people yes. do things, and it, it, I don't even know if it's necessarily like a turn on as much as it's just like super interesting. I think it is a turn on though because there's people who like get engaged in fetishes where the outcome is not orgasming, mm, right? That's true. That's it's true. like people do lots of scenes where they're humiliated or they're being bound up or they're being flogged or they're being, you know, something else is happening to them and it's more like the experience is mentally exciting mm-hmm. and then they can like recall on that later as maybe like a source of like pleasure to like help them like in get off later or something that's but true that that's interesting that you said that because something similar happened to me where somebody said like oh yeah like we could have a threesome where like me and this other person could have sex and you could like masturbate in the corner and i was like no like i don't need to touch myself i don't need to be involved it's not about me being engaged with you it's mm-hmm. me about it's, it's about me like sneaking up on you <laughs> Yeah, and, like, watching you, you know? do something with, like, not really knowing that I'm there. Like, I don't want you to perform for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, which reminds me, I can just very briefly talk about this, but I one time was in an orgy, and I was less... <laughs> just one time I was in an orgy. Just one time I was in an orgy, and I was with my partner, but I was less engaged I was into them, but I wasn't, I wasn't interested in the performative aspect. What is that called again? It's um, not voyeurism. It's the other one. Exhibitionist. Exhibitionist. Thank you. Yes. So as I was saying, I feel like in a lot of ways, it's like, it's like the opposite of an exhibitionist, Mm. right? Like, I don't care if people are looking at me and like my favorite part about being in this group setting was that everybody was kind of in their own little world and I could just kind of like peek into that and they were like it wasn't like this perfect porn star moment like some people were like beautiful and fluid and some people were like having like a really tough time being sexy or like making their bodies work together and that's what I like the reality of how weird humans are and how some people are so like into the moment they're like almost on drugs and some people are so out of the moment they keep trying to get into it it's just not working so the next one on my list is a sex party i would love to do more of those because i feel like it feeds into my voyeurism even if that means that i am sitting in the stands you know like sometimes when you watch kink.com and they have those public humiliation scenes almost like a little like a room humiliating people in the middle and then there's chairs and people are like sitting around the edges and watching i'd be good with that that sounds great that sounds so good yeah i would agree with you i definitely meant to like the voyeuristic aspect more than anything else for sure i think the only type of like group sex that i'd really be interested in is like a threesome and that's really only been Mm. recent i've had other partners that have like wanted to do that kind of thing and i've always just kind of felt like no like ugh, about it because i felt like it was yeah. this like you know pretending to be like a lesbian like for the pleasure of a man and 
I'm really mm. not a good lesbian. Like, I'm very much a heterosexual female. And I like mm. and appreciate women, but there's really only so much that I am sexually interested in doing with women. But mm. recently, just with, like, some different friends that I have made in the last year or so, and I kind of feel like I want to, like, experience that because I think mm. it would be interesting to experience, like, sex with a woman. But yeah. I also feel like the environment has to be like just so for me and him to be comfortable with that it doesn't really seem like it's viable but I guess yeah. it's an option no I mean I, I I would love to to that is something that I have always wanted to explore as well I feel like I've always kind of been environments where I felt like it wasn't an easy thing especially like where I grew up like mm -hmm. in I don't know I just felt like it was hard to branch out in that direction unless you had like like a strong conviction like I want to be a lesbian yeah. then you could go find women but it was like really hard to be like I'm just interested in my sexuality um so yeah maybe I won't I like it like I, I don't know what that is I just want to I don't know see what that is yeah I just want to explore it yeah so I, w I would love one day to try to explore my sexuality more i would love to see if a threesome could be in my future that would be nice yeah <laughs> um <laughs> yeah let's see oh i'm also interested rope bondage that sounds hot super hot i would love to to do some of that Again, like, I feel like and, I'd be interested uh, in watching it, but I don't think that I would enjoy being tied up. I guess I could maybe enjoy tying somebody else, mm. but I'm not, I'm not well, sure. Well, maybe you can tie me up. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> there we go. Teamwork. Uh, I think an interesting one that has come up in the last few years has been pegging. Oh, yes. Yes, I definitely put that one on my list just because, like... See, this this is interesting because I don't necessarily know if I would want to peg my romantic partner. Yeah, but like a stranger. <laughs> but I would love to peg a stranger. Yeah, like somebody who's like, like it's like you don't have to, you don't have to love them. You can like respect them and be like, this is what you want. I'm gonna do this for you, but like I don't want to do it to my dude or my partner because like that's not. I, I guess maybe it's it maybe it sounds like um maybe it sounds shitty but like I am attracted to men who are very masculine and are like protectors and are very dominant and me pegging someone would feel like I was being very dominant and I'm dominant in my personality in a lot of ways but intimately I don't want to be dominant yeah, but I think that that addresses more like how you like your sexual dynamic to be. Yeah, and I think if I pegged Which my is, boyfriend, I, I would feel like he was like not what I'm attracted to. Mm, yeah. I wonder, because I'm usually pretty flexible. I wonder if the reason I don't want to do that with my partner is because I know my partner's so not into mm. it like I wonder if I dated somebody who's really into it if I'd be like oh yeah of course then I can do it with you but I feel like I'm so like so set in my mind that my partner is absolutely not into that that like the idea of that with him seems unattractive yeah because you're like be forcing him into something that he doesn't want 
Yeah, and, like, I don't want him to do that. But I do like the idea, because, like, I'm very, like, sexually, I'm nurturing. And so the dynamic of being able to be, like, nurturing, but also the one who's doing the penetrating, like, I like that dynamic because it feels so different for me. And maybe it sounds fucked up because, like, I like that dynamic if I was having sex with a woman. Mm, yeah. I mean, that that's okay, though. Like, if you would, like... If with a woman, you would want to take a more dominant role. Yeah, I definitely think that's true. Yeah. I could also see that with you. That makes sense. You see, I think if I was dating a woman, I would want to try both both ways. Yeah, I think it also depends on the type of woman, like her personality. Because I've definitely been attracted to a lot of of like women who are more masculine. Whether Mm -hmm. in like the way that they present like... um, in appearance wise or like their personality like I'm definitely attracted to that like I have a really good friend of mine whose girlfriend they're both women but her girlfriend is very masculine mm-hmm. and I like looking at a photo of her I was like all right like yeah she's cute but then when I met her and hung out with her I was like oh no I totally get it like she's super sexy and like mm-hmm. she was one of those people where it was like she's very confident she's very um dominant she's very like kind of I don't, I don't want to use the word possessive because that sometimes has like a negative connotation but she's very like this is my girl like this is like yeah. like I love her she's beautiful like like a very respectful way but it's very much like this ownership thing and I think that I am very attracted to that type of personality ex- exactly yeah that type of personality yeah like I want somebody to be yeah. like you're mine you can like do whatever you want but but like you're you're mine and I don't know like that's like a yeah. weird thing that not very many people if anyone can accomplish but she had that type of attitude and I was just like yeah that's yeah. that's very attractive to me so I think it yeah. would depend I guess on on the type of obviously person it's also interesting because it's like if we're gonna bring in words like heteronormative it's very heteronormative for like a woman to be penetrated in a lot of ways it's more normalized for two women to like both switch between having a strap on because you're still engaging in that very heteronormative in interaction somebody is penetrating and somebody's being penetrated and it's like a woman you know, versus if you're looking at a straight man and he's being penetrated, that goes against that construct. Yeah, and I think maybe I'm just more comfortable with heteronormative stuff, even though I don't want to be, but, like, participating, watching is one thing. I can watch anything. I can watch anything and be down, like, you know, but, like, other than, like, you know, snuff and, like, some really weird shit like that, but, like, but, like, heteronormative things in my like real intimate life I think that's just where that's just where my level of comfortableness lies like unless it was for money if it was for money I could do a lot of things yeah yeah I mean it's hard because I haven't had experience in a lot of these areas so I can only speculate but I feel like I am personally would be more flexible in that area Mm. yeah I think so too I think you are very um flexible thank you i do yoga (laughs) yoga of the brain (laughs) 
our opinion, if all parties are consenting adults, they can pretty much do whatever they want. Uh, but the question is, though, where do we draw the line? Like, what are the things that make us uncomfortable? Uh, the two big things that we kind of came up with were age play and cum fetishes. So, Charlie, why don't you talk a little bit about age play? I, I am really interested in fetishes. I, like, love people expressing themselves, and I love, like, watching interviews or watching documentaries uh, or talking to people. And so I've 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 encountered, like, a lot of uh, different scenarios in my mind about, like, things that I would be interested in trying. And one that's always been difficult for me is age play. Um, not maybe for, like... I know some people are really against it because it's like, oh, it's like you're having sex with a kid. And that's not what it is for me. I just think it'd be for me personally if my partner put themselves into a space of kind of like that young, immature, like bratty mindset where it was just, that would just be so unattractive. (laughs) Like it would be so difficult to like see my partner like I could definitely be a caregiver to somebody who does age play who wants to do adult baby play or you know like wants to be a toddler if they weren't my partner that would be fine but I think I'd have a hard time seeing somebody in this role where they're like you know my name is da 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 and I want to go to the park and they're like running around it'd be like really hard for me to like divide that from then their adult self I like people I've always dated people that are a little bit older like I definitely like that level of like maturity in the way that they act and the way that we interact and so I think if they start like I don't like baby talk yeah (laughs) you know I don't like baby talk like if somebody was like I remember I had an ex-boyfriend who would always talk to me he would always like be like I want this and I want that and want to do it. And I wanted to slap him in the face. Mm-hmm. I was just like, talk to me like an adult. Like, I don't want you to talk to me like that. I don't think it's cute. And so I just, yeah, there's so many things I would try. If he wanted to dress up like a furry and, you know, use a dragon dildo, that'd be fine. But if he wants to be a baby, it would just be really hard for me to then, like, see him back as an adult. Yeah, I would agree with you. I would definitely agree with you. Especially because um, I've dated a lot of men, men, men childs, man childs. And I feel like it's like mm. they are, they don't know that they're acting like a child, but they'll say certain things where you're like, you are acting like I feel like I have a teenager or I have a toddler that I'm taking care of. I don't feel like you're an equal, like a partner, like a man. And I'm not trying to date a baby. Right. So it's like it's just right. It's like, different. I don't want to take care of somebody. Exactly. And I don't like it when I see my partner as being helpless when they don't mm. like when there's no reason for them to be helpless. And I feel like age play plays into that where it's like this helpless kind of like, I need you to take care of me. I need you to feed me. I need yes. you to get me a drink yes. to dress me, etc. And like when I'm with someone intimately, like it's like, and like, I mean, like in a relationship sense, like I want them to be self-sufficient. So when they start showing signs of like wanting me to be a caretaker and like that, where I feel like it crosses into this like kind of mother child role, the sexual activity like drops off. 
Mm-hmm. Because I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. attracted to somebody who wants to be helpless. And um, mm-hmm. once you mm-hmm. kind of see that, like you said, you kind of can't unsee it. Yeah, uh, in a different way. Like there's been a couple fights I've had with ex-boyfriends where their emotional maturity mm-hmm. went away and they started just acting just ridiculous. I'm usually, as you know, a compassionate person, but that is like something that can trigger me out of that compassionate Mm. place like super fast like maybe it's interesting like maybe because we've encountered men in the past who need caretaking like for us it's not fun to engage in that Mm. sexually yeah yeah and maybe it would be different i guess if um you felt like someone was kind of beginning and ending a scene where like if you had a Mm. man who was like a very good caretaker like, a very, like, responsible adult, like, very, like, in the correct setting was, like, kind of the ultimate to you, and then they wanted to kind of play out a scene, but then once the scene was closed, that wasn't a part of, like, daily life. Yeah. Because I don't think that we've experienced that where it's, like, been, it hasn't been, like, okay, we're playing a game, and now that game is closed. Right. It's been, like, right. oh, this is, like, happening in real life. This is, like, who you are. Right, versus, like, a set time and space. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, though, I still feel like for me to, like, really get into it and really, like, I'm, I, I try to always find, like, some aspect that I can connect to. Mm. And I think the only way for me to really connect to it is if they were not my full-time partner. Yeah. Like, if they were, like, somebody that I was, like, oh, like, you want a mommy. I can come be your mommy. And I might know you outside of that space, but it's not a sexual connection. Yeah. You know? No, I understand that. I would agree. I would definitely agree. I mean, yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. The other thing we talked about that we're not super into is cum fetishes, and we talked about that earlier. But we talked about that yeah. a lot. But I'm yes. like, can't be boiled down to it's uncomfortable, it's sticky, it requires a lot of cleanup, too much work. And I don't like the way it tastes. Yeah, I don't. The... I don't like the way it tastes, and I don't like the way it smells. I wish it was something else. Like I was like, why can't it just be like? lovely smelling like biologically like you should be attracted to it yeah my cat tastes like strawberry like, jam know. yeah like i don't understand there's a lot of things that biologically we find pleasant because it's um it's 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 so that we we connect with things in our environment i don't know why this seems like the number one thing you would want our biological senses to be connected to but nope <laughs> Wait a minute, nope, it's because God was like, why are you putting that in your mouth? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna make sure you don't put that there. That's not where it goes. People are like, but I'm doing it anyways. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Dude, it'd be hard to be God. <laughs> yes, it would. That's a, that's a hard job. <laughs> it's a hard job. He's just like, none of you are doing what I asked. You keep sucking dicks. None of you. I made it unpleasant. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's that's the only thing. Everything else you guys do fine, but the sucking dicks thing. Alright, well, I think that is a good place <laughs> to end <laughs> our episode. Uh 
Uh, just like a little bit of information, we got a lot of our definitions of the different types of fetishes from Wikipedia. And a couple other places that you can look into is one of our favorite podcasts is Why Are People Into That with Tina Horn. We love her. Love her so much. You can find her podcast um, wherever you get your podcasts. And she also has a website, whyarepeopleintothat.com. There is also the option if you have like something that you're interested in exploring or that you have explored and you're looking for someone to explore it with or you just want to talk to other people that are kind of in that kind of fetish community there is a website called fetlife uh we have a limited experience with this website but it does exist i have a lot of friends that have used this and have had good experiences uh it's kind of like facebook for people who are interested in the fetish lifestyle so that's fetlife.com So if you want to try something in your community, you can always look to find the local dungeons and sex clubs in your area. Uh, Another thing you can check out that's a little less intimidating is called a munch, which is where a bunch of people will meet up in a non-sexual, casual environment to talk about their kinks. So each munch is usually geared towards one specific type of kink. So you could do like a puppy play coffee meetup or an adult baby ice cream social. And you can be somebody who's like super hardcore into something or someone who's just curious and wants to meet people and talk about it for the first time. In the meantime, to soothe your aching loins, you can find us on Instagram at Babes of Valhalla. If you would like to email us or call us with an anecdote for an upcoming episode, check out our social media for the themes we are currently researching and send your comments and stories to babesofvalhalla at gmail.com. Until next time, stay nasty. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis.